spin that shit. You are listening to the You Should Watch Podcast. But lay it on me, Big Daddy. Wait, People Magazine said. <laughs> what? Time Magazine says, I can't believe this is a show. Wait, and do I have to also watch that shitty documentary? You do have to watch that shitty documentary. Wait, God damn it, Justice, put down those invisible balls. God, now you gotta rope, damn it, Justice. Wait, oh, here are your hosts. Wait, Chris and Joel. Wait, Bush didn't do that last week. This is a bad fucking episode for the movie you gave me. I know. We'll get into it. You knew it was bad, right? We'll get into it. Action. All right, so we're here, Chris. We're back after over three years of not doing this podcast. The You Should Watch podcast has been resurrected thanks to yeah. coronavirus. Coronavirus. Is that a <laughs> is that a good line? Should I say that line again about Rick and Morty? Um, that yeah, worth it to say again? Yeah, this is like longer than the Rick and Morty uh, thing that I said before. <laughs> Like how long it's been since yeah episodes. that line yeah. Because speaking of Rick and Morty, it. yeah, it's coming back Sunday. Is it? Yep, it's on this Sunday. Huh. There's a little pl- uh, plug for Rick and Morty. Yeah. <clears throat> Did I have a house when last time we recorded? No, you were still in oh, your apartment. Okay. So this is a I house. Think it was. It was a it new was house like, episode. Yeah. I think it was December of 2016, because I think the last ad was Christmas-related. It was uh, the Scrooge. Yeah, Scrooge, real cool <laughs> dude or something. Yeah. Yeah, we're funny. <laughs> yeah, my improv has only gotten better. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, three years. I should say I, my podcasting skills have gotten better. Have they? They have because I've, I'm on another podcast. Yes, you are. Filmed Obscura. That's correct. Little little tip of the hat to me and our friend Justin, our good yep. friend. I'm tipping my hair yep. hat to Justin. Um, our our good. Did I say our good friend? Yeah, you, yeah. You okay, you you covered it. I did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is on uh, Podbean. Uh-huh. Wherever Podbeans may be sold. Filmed Obscura. Yep. Check that out. We're on episode, I think, technically nine. You were just on it. I was. I w- we did a commentary for the movie The Fanatic. Yep. And which um, I, took a screen- I took a screenshot of The Fanatic, and it's our header picture on Twitter, on my new <laughs> Twitter account. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's something. And then uh, we did one of your regular episodes where you yep. kind of – Discussed two movies. We did um, Murder Rock and uh, Nightmare. Yeah. Do you like that more now? Last? No. No. I like it a little less. A little uh, lesser little than less. you did then? Yeah, probably. And I right. think Justin mentioned that those episodes might be coming out today. He said May today, 1st. Today, yeah. Yeah, I think he says drop. He's dropping it's, them. It's going to be May. It's going to be May, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sunday <laughs> night. Um, speaking of podcasts, we both listened to last podcast on the left. Correct. Um, I've been singing uh, "Let Me Smell Yo Dick" a lot. <laughs> to a That's fall. unfortunate. Yeah, to probably probably once is too many. Ness is really mad. <laughs> She's very angry at me. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. 
It's very catchy. Did you listen to it when I sent it to you? I have not listened to it yet. I'm going to... You should. It's I'm really good. funny. It's yeah, funny I'm because good. she's, like, courteous about it in the song. No, no, uh-huh. she says, can I smell? Can I smell your dick? Oh, so it's, she's asking. Yeah, she's asking. She's so not clear consent. It. Yeah, yeah. you think because she's angry about it, like because she suspects right. her boyfriend of cheating on her. You think right. she'd be yeah. like, give me your dick so right. I can smell it. But she's like, right. can I smell your dick? Like present it so I can smell it because I suspect you'll cheat. <laughs> you think present she'd it. be like, give me it. But she's <laughs> like, can I smell your dick because I think uh, you may be cheating, sir. Right. Oh, sir, no. she throws in a sir. No, 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 no. I threw well. Um, so just before we recorded, I don't know, did you hear about that new Parks and Rec episode that was on? Yeah, so, so, uh, did it air? Yeah, it was on NBC last night. It's on Hulu now, streaming, that's how I watched it. Um, it was pretty good. right? Yeah, they're all home. It was, it was pretty good. Um, good, funny jokes. I mean, it was a little, like, uh, PSA-y. Kind of like, now remember to stay social distance. (laughs) But it was still, the jokes were funny. But I was thinking, um, there's another one of our friends, uh, John. Remember John? Which one? Barrett. Okay. Yeah, we have a lot of Johns. This is true. He tweeted um, something about it. And that, the the politics of that show do not hold up in the the present day. (laughs) Because it's just, I don't, it's just... Like about her loving Joe Biden? Yeah, kind of. It's very, like, you know, centrist, loving, kind of, like... Now, I'm not up on my um, words. What does that mean? Centrist is basically someone who believes they're, like, in the fair and balance between the left and the right. Oh, okay. But the way that our country's been going has been shifting right, that basically centrists are kind of just like normal level republicans now right yeah really that's true and also like you know the i would almost assume that someone like ron swanson would probably be one of the people protesting that he can't get a haircut right yeah that is true <laughs> and like chris pratt is acting kind of weird on twitter oh you know, he seems really? to have got like he seemed to have got like very religious-y i mean oh. i think he's always kind of been but he's like yeah Oh, because he's married to like Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter now. Daughter, uh, yeah. And yeah. I like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, he's kind of turned around a little bit. Is he still religious? Is he like? Well, I don't think he ever was really religious. I knew he was a Republican, no. but yeah, I don't think he no. was ever like a hardcore Republican, was he? I mean, he definitely he supported Trump. Yeah, but he definitely was supported George Bush, and he was right, right. Yeah. As a stain on the mark of Schwarzenegger, um, yeah. But um, but I mean, I guess before we get, you know, too political, I was just thinking about how no, I mean, let's the, show, the show is still funny, and like there's a lot of funny jokes, but it's mm-hmm. just it was definitely a lot easier to watch. Like, I don't think Parks and Rec would do as well today mm-hmm. as it did when it aired. Like, it airing during the middle of like the Obama administration was right. like it's perfect time right people like and it's kind of like the same thing for um like 30 rock like going back and watching 30 rock now Mm -hmm. is how like in love um alec baldwin is with 
right. capitalism and yeah, <laughs> being rich. Um, but uh, yeah, so I guess do you want to get into our? I feel like we're a little rusty at this, even though we just did a podcast. But the, I feel good. You do feel good. Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, that's good. Um, so I guess you know you're rusty, two, motherfucker. I'm rusty. No, Justin is rusty. That is true. Yeah. Sorry. So I guess we'll 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 shout out early our uh, our old devotee listener who devotee listen, Ken. devotee Ken yeah. who, who, he 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 was very excited that because uh, I didn't tell him we were recording yet. Okay. But when I when I created the Facebook, I mean the Twitter page, mm-hmm. it's like, is the podcast coming back? I'm like, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so, the, so uh, the movies that I that we said we'll watch three years ago, somehow neither of us watched in that time. No, <laughs> we watched today. <laughs> yeah, I wa- I started, started uh, my movie last night and finished it this morning. Um, but I, I watched Natural Born Killers. Mm-hmm. And you watched uh, a little movie called Yoga Hosers. And then the episode of this title is Natural Born Hosers. Seems yeah, to nah. work that, pretty well. That works, yes. And uh, I guess before we go into the movies, I guess we'll just take this time to go to a quick commercial break. Yes. And. Uh, Listen to our first ad of the of the, the show is seems like an interesting one. I think you're gonna like this product. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Now, Chris, let me ask you something. Don't you hate it when you get a greeting card or a holiday decoration and it's covered in glitter and it gets all over you? I sure do. Well, with our first sponsor today, hopefully that will be a thing of the past. This product, invented by a husband and wife team, is Gary's Glitter Remover. Gary Glitter? Yeah, Gary's Glitter Remover. Apparently it's some kind of thing that takes glitter right off your skin. His name's Gary Gary Glitter? That's, yeah, the name of the product. Like, like the sexual deviant pedophile guy? Oh. Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. You think he changed his name because like you get you get it right because no no i get it uh i mean i guess he could have used the last name but uh according to the copy here his last name is hitler so that's not good that's that's worse i guess yeah right Uh (laughs) all right i guess i I guess why i could understand why he went with gary glitter yeah. I mean, I guess he could have named it after his wife, but as I read further here, what's his wife's, his wife's is Isis. Oh, so all right, Gary so, I mean, Glitter, it is then. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, maybe you know, it said it was founded 20 years ago, so before all that stuff happened, so you know, maybe he doesn't even really get the connection. Right, right. I'm sure it's fine, but I mean, the product looks great. I mean, it's just a little skin ointment. It's glitter off your skin like right away you know how annoying that is when you get glitter on you yeah yeah alright so if you ever have glitter on and you need to get rid of it Gary's glitter remover it gets glitter off faster than Gary glitter at a high school volleyball game oh, oh. shit is that what it says I, 
Yeah, I guess they did get the connection. Oh, oh God, we got to get different sponsors. Yeah, this this is a tough time. That's rough. All right. All right. Okay. Oh, God. All right, back to the show. Oh, boy. Oh, God. And we're back. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whoa, that was so quick. Yeah, it was a real quick end. Um, which which app was that? That was good. I think the one I had written down or doing, we did. Um, I couldn't really hear it. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, we talked about some glitter. It was like a glitter thing. Yeah, I think I liked that one. Yeah. Should I like good, that? Was it a good one? Uh, I don't Should know. I have to, we'll, we'll go back and listen. Sorry. Yeah. I think I want to buy that one. Maybe. I'll have to listen to it. I guess it depends on the name. Yeah. <laughs> so um I guess I guess I'll go first. I didn't check to see who won first last time. I kinda yeah, I don't but I, I know. feel like I feel first though. Can I go I, first? But I feel like Yoga Hosers is the type of movie we could talk about second. Yeah, you probably have a lot to say. I have I have a lot a lot of negative things to say. Yeah. I can imagine. Okay. I, I, all right, yeah, you go first because I haven't seen Natural Born Killers in a long time. But I, really... I mean, so like we said, the first movie we're gonna do is Natural Born Killers, and yeah. like you was, I think you were saying before that you haven't seen this in a while. A very long while, yeah. And I mean, I, I actually haven't seen Yoga Hoses in a while too, so this is gonna go. Okay. This is gonna go good. Well, so, well, either way, according to Google. Well. The, synop- the synopsis for Natural Born Killers, Woody Harrelson and Juliette Lewis are two young, attractive serial killers who become I tabloid- wouldn't say that. <laughs> who become tabloid TV darlings thanks to a sensationalistic press led by Robert Downey Jr. The press reports the pair as they go on a 52-people killing spree, a controversial look at the way the media portrays criminals. So, so I, go ahead. I- should have done more research on this. I completely forget who this is based on. Uh, I think it's based on Starkweather. No, that's probably wrong. It's based on a true story. Okay. We we can do, um, like, editing or whatever, right? You're, like, an editor now? No, we're not doing that much editing. Oh, whatever. Whatever. I mean, I can look up quickly who it's. Yeah, look that, that up. Spin that shit. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. No, no, no. Keep reading or doing your shit. I'll look it up. Fuck it. Okay. Um, yeah, because I remember when I Googled it, it before, there was a video about two real people. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. Who are the real? Uh, the grisly crime spree of real life natural born killers, Charles Starkweather. Oh, and Claire and I was right. Good for you. I know my story. Yeah. So, um, crime boss. Well, that, that doesn't sound good. So I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like this movie has always been like gotten really good, like, I don't know, not reviews, but like, it's always been like held as like a, it's a, like popular, a classic. Yeah. It's, I honestly, it's kind of like a cult classic movie. Okay. Cause I look at like Rotten Tomatoes has it as a 47. Yeah, it's a it's kind of like in the same regard as like American Psycho. Okay, because the audience score is eighty one. Um, yeah. So I'll get we'll get into my notes and we'll get to how I kind of felt about 
the okay. movie. Um, so first of all, I wanted I noticed there's a couple of good uh, cameos in the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember any of these. Um, Jared Harris was when when during Robert Downey Jr.'s TV show mm-hmm. when they're like going into like getting clips of people reacting around the world. Mm-hmm. He was the guy in London that was like dressed in uh, the, like he had like a I think he had like a bowler hat. He kind of looked like a British punk. And who was Jared Harris? Jared Harris was the guy from Mad Men, and he was in Chernobyl. He was like the main guy. Oh, in Chernobyl. shit, really? Yeah. That's he, cool. He played um, uh, Grant in Lincoln. Movie Lincoln. He played. I, be- I will believe you. And I just realized this couple months ago that he's the son of Richard Harris, the legendary actor who played Dumbledore right before he died. Oh, he was the first Dumbledore. I was going to say Ed Harris's brother. Nope. They're English. Ed Harris is not English. That, uh, well, that sounds plausible. Uh, second one, uh, I don't know if you the guy who played Crazy Joe Devola in Seinfeld. Oh, was, shit, really? He was the cop <laughs> outside of the courthouse when they showed them going for their trial. Oh, that's great. That must have been around the same time. Yeah, it probably was. 94, I think, yeah. it came out. Um, third one, I don't. you're not going to know it's by name. Jeremiah Bitsui? Oh, shit, I don't. <laughs> he played um, Victor for Breaking Bad. He was one of Gus's henchmen, the one who goes to do the cook. And then Gus kills him with the box cutter. He's like the bald Spanish oh, okay. guy. Wow, was he young in it or something? Yeah, he he played the um, young Indian kid, the guy, like the kid who was with the an old Indian man that they accidentally shot in the tent. Remember they oh, like they, okay. they oh, go wow. out in the desert because apparently it, parts of it were filmed in New Mexico, so he's probably uh-huh. just like some like actor from New Mexico that he got on Breaking Bad. And then the next one, interesting name, Olan Jones. <laughs> Old man Jones? <laughs> Olan, O hyphen L A N Jones. Huh. She was the waitress in the diner in the beginning. Okay. But she was also the waitress in the Bubble Boy episode of Seinfeld at the diner. Okay, I I knew she sounded like, not the name, but like I pictured yeah. her face. And I'm just going to say, like, isn't she in Seinfeld? Yeah, so she played pretty much the same character. Yeah. Both. And then the last one that I noticed, I think there's a few others. These are the last the only ones I wrote down. Was uh, Kirk Baltz, who played Marvin Nash in oh, uh, really? Reservoir Dogs. He <laughs> was awesome. one. He was the one of um, Robert Downey Jr.'s cameraman, the one that like they get to go with him when they yes. like escape. I do remember that. <laughs> That's great. All right. So going into the rest of the notes, the first. <laughs> That guy in the beginning in the diner, I call it pussy. Yeah. (laughs) His voice sounded so familiar to me. Uh And I looked him up. He was in nothing that I would have seen. I mean, I guess he just sounded like something, somebody sounded familiar or something. Yeah, his voice sounded so unique and I couldn't place it. And then I said that was one of the worst looking pieces of key lime pie. (laughs) Because it just looked like it was... Pie crust and green jello. Like, it probably wasn't even lime <laughs> jello. Um, now, this, uh, the next, I really enjoyed the, the style of the, the sitcom 
bit yeah. with Rodney Dangerfield. Yes. Didn't you, don't you look at Rodney Dangerfield in a different way now? A little bit. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I just like the way they made it. Because it's such a really dark scene. Yeah. But, like, the way they, I don't know. It just right. turned it into, like, an 80s, like, sitcom like with that laugh track. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll get into it a little bit later, but I uh, I didn't really like a lot of the stylistic choices in this movie. Yeah, it was weird. It's like if um, Oliver Stone's head was a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Because it just – but I was – just pointing out that was like the one that really worked for me the one like different stylistic choice that worked the rest of them i thought was was the 80s sitcom is what like worked yeah the the sitcom one i thought that was really good but like the rest of it was i don't know we'll get a little of that later um next thing that the bridge scene where they like propose yeah that really bothered me because the way the camera was i'm not Mm -hmm. a huge fan of heights Right. It made me very nervous because uh-huh. at one point it looked like she was just going to jump off completely. Right. Like she jumps up on the, the railing. Yeah, I'm not um, a huge fan of heights either. Um, there's a few videos online of people climbing like towers to change light bulbs. And like, uh-huh. have you ever seen those videos or like heard of those videos? They're like radio towers. Like there's one tower yeah. that's like ADTV. And yeah. I'll watch that just to upset myself. <laughs> and it's, I don't know how tall it is, but it, the guy climbs it apparently once a year. He gets paid like $50,000 once a year to do it. Right. And yeah. it, he did a video of him doing it and it like fucking ruined my day. And yeah, it, not... <laughs> I recommend watching it just to see it. But right. yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. watch it. That, that doesn't sound. Fun. Yeah, I, I recommend everybody can watch it. <laughs> and maybe, maybe Justin. Justin might listen to this. Yeah, Justin. Hey, Justin. <laughs> um, all right, so the next note I have is the introduction of uh, one of the main characters, uh, Scagnetti, played by the great Tom Sizemore. Yeah. Who, Seymour Scagnetti, uh, right? Yeah. What? Well, was it Seymour? Well, well that's what I was going to say, because Scagnetti was the name right. of the um, – the parole officer in um, Reservoir Dogs. Yes. So this, this movie and Reservoir Dogs share a lot of the same names. Right. Because, as you probably know, it was originally written by Tarantino, mm-hmm. the script. And then apparently the one that they filmed the movie with, because it said it was heavily revised by Oliver Stone. Yeah. And I kind of wish they kept more of the Tarantino aspects, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. because... Uh, it probably would have been a better movie. Because, yeah, I mean, what was the deal with the Skagnetti guy? He was like a cop, but he also wanted to kill people. I guess yeah, was he was sh- like a psychopath. So it's to show that, like, everyone has these demons that Woody Harrelson was I talking mean, about. I mean, I think he was just a crazy person that became a cop. Uh, okay. <laughs> so then... Yeah, so then after, like, so I was talking about before when they go and meet the the Native American guy in the desert and they get bit mm-hmm. by the snakes, and then they go to that drugstore. Mm-hmm. It looked a lot like the drugstore from that episode of Barry in season two. When yeah. When into a fight with the yes, guy. Yes, it does. So, like, I don't know if it was. I don't know if they filmed that I part mean, in Los Angeles. 
I mean, it, it looked like a storefront. They right. Kinda... I'm guessing not. I mean, I'm sure they're just kind of all based on like a similar style of drugstore, but right. I mean, that's but did... fun. <laughs> But that scene just reminded me of that, uh-huh. like the way they're in the front, because how like the big windows and the, yeah. yeah. Um, then I just have bad Australian accent, which I'm guessing is in reference to Robert Downey Jr., who for some reason yeah. had to go. <laughs> <laughs> he I went know, full was, Australian. <laughs> I don't know. Was that was um, Crocodile Hunter out yet? Was it just like a joke on uh, like I reality? Don't think I, think I mean, that obviously there's. His show, you mean? Yeah. The I think it was now more towards the late 90s. Right, so I don't know if they were trying to make like a joke about, because he was a popular like documentary-style TV host. So, but, I mean, they're really not a, it's not a strong connection. But. Right. I want to say, I mean, he may have had a show in Australia, but I, I don't think he really came to the States until like the late 90s, but I could be 100% wrong. Right. Let's just say I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm probably wrong, too. Um, My next note is just Owen, who was the guy who, he's the prisoner who shows up as they were escaping and kind of helps them. But he just kind of shows up and says, hi, I'm Owen. (laughs) 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 Come with me. (laughs) And then the next note, I have Two-Face Energy. And that's in regards to uh, Tommy Lee Jones, who I think around the same time was yes, filming Two Face, where he gets, where he gets like fucking bulked up and like fucking crazy. Yeah, he's like screaming and yelling, yeah. and like it reminded me a lot of Two Face. Like he was, because yeah. I, I forget where I heard it, but someone was talking recently about Tommy Lee Jones, and they're saying like, recently he's played like the same character in every movie. He's just like the old grumpy. Yeah. Like in, in No Country for Old Men, kind of similar to Men in Black. Like he doesn't have much. Yeah, he really range. does. He's just like a curmudgeon. He's, yeah. he's been a curmudgeon for years now. But he's kind of more of like a subdued curmudgeon. Like he's, right. he's not like this animated. Uh-huh. Like when I think of Old Country, uh, No Country for Old Men, he's kind of more of like, like, a, like a Sam Neill kind of, like right. a grumpier Sam Neill. Okay. Damn right. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, it's just he just really was throwing off those two face vibes. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so we're getting towards the end here. So then my last uh, last note, I guess, in the movie was uh, at the very end they're showing like clips from other famous like court cases around the time. Uh-huh. So they showed OJ. Yeah. In court and uh, Lorena Bobbitt. Yeah. So have you ever seen the Lorena Bobbitt Amazon documentary? It came out maybe like a year and a half ago. No. It was uh, Jordan Peele. It was like the executive producer. No, really? Yeah, it was pretty good. It's like a four-part um, documentary. Like have you ever the seen whole the stories. Yeah, I saw some of the pictures. Yeah, they're pretty weird. And it, like, it, it was found when a guy's accidentally stepped on it. Oh, really bad? I didn't know. That's pretty yeah. weird. He was apparently, he seemed like he was like kind of like homophobic. And he's like, oh. here's, he, he's like, he's like, here's the, I found it. <laughs> oh. 
But um, anyway, I was going to say the OJ thing was interesting to me because I know this movie came out in 94. Uh-huh. So OJ, his, the murder was July 13th, 1994. Uh-huh. And so this movie came out in August. Uh-huh. So that's like, so the, the trial wasn't really a thing yet, but that was the, I guess, his arraignment hearing. Uh-huh. So that's how they, but I'm like, how did they get the OJ thing? So like, that was like fresh news that they probably during like uh, oh, post productions wow. like we need to throw OJ in here. Wow! So that was before anybody really knew like anything. Like he, there was no guilty like on. Well, guess he's innocent. <laughs> right. They just knew he was arrested for it, and they were having a arraignment hearing. Hmm. Wow. Um, so overall, didn't really love it. Yeah. I don't know. I thought you may have liked it because it is like kind of a weird movie. But yeah, I, don't know, I, I thought you would have appreciated like kind of the Pulp Fiction references. Yeah, no, I did, and that's why I feel like I liked the aspects of it that reminded me of Tarantino. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I really liked the sitcom bit, mm-hmm. but I just feel like Oliver Stone really fell in love with the style he created. Yeah, it was definitely style over uh, style over substance. Yeah, and he just overused it. The constant change between black and white and color and yeah, some animation and yeah, um, it it yeah. had a very '90s feel to it, like very early '90s. Yeah, feel like it, yeah, it wasn't. Like, yeah, it almost felt like a very long, like '90s alternative rock band's music video. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And like I said, I sense some Tarantino elements, but I feel like. Another part of it too was like Oliver Stone had recently watched Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. and he kind of fell in love with the imagery that David Lynch goes for, but he doesn't know how to use it correctly. Okay. So like yeah. the, with with um, uh, <laughs> what's her name, um, Juliet Lewis, like the dancing was very reminiscent of um, Sherilyn Fenn's character yeah. in Twin Twin Peaks, and like the weird cuts to like. You know, different things. Like he kind of felt like he was going for that, but he didn't know quite right. how to do it. He's like, I can out Lynch. I can out yeah. Lynch Lynch. Yeah, and he uh, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't do it. Yeah, now that I think about that, it kind of makes me like it less now. Because Oliver Stone's like, I mean, he's more insane. Oliver mm-hmm. Stone. David right. Lynch is fucking crazy, but he's has like an art to it. Right. Yeah. Where Oliver Stone is just batshit fucking crazy. Right. There's really no art to it. He's just like, I want to make something weird too. Yeah. Yeah. I got it's really for, It's really for no good reason. <laughs> Other than being a crazy person. Right. <coughs> so that's basically all I have to say about natural born killers. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Um, no, I don't like it as much now. <laughs> now that we have the Lynch comparison yeah. and how it's better. And I definitely feel like it's one of those movies where, like, when it came out, people were really like, oh, this is cool. I like how mm-hmm. it's, like, you know, it's not just a normal movie. Like, it's like right. said, it's changing colors and it's, like, a weird, mm-hmm. interesting stuff. But now it's just, I feel like it's been done so much better. Mm-hmm. That, uh, yeah. I mean, it was still, I didn't hate watching it. Uh-huh. Glad I watched it, but it's funny. I remember I told you I have it on Blu-ray. Yeah. 
well, my laziness kicked in last night when it didn't feel like taking the Blu-ray out and putting it in. Oh, you so I just watched it on fuck. Hulu. <laughs> so I just watched it on Hulu. You lazy fuck. <laughs> so, I guess so. Before we go on to our next movie, we'll take another quick break. Okay. Hear from our second sponsor of the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be back in a in a jiffy. In a quick jiffy. This episode is brought to you by Tough Times Spice Company. Tough Times was founded 70 years ago by William Tough. He fell in love with spices after growing his first thyme plant when he was 10 years old. Tough Times Spice Company. When you've had a tough time, come home and grab some time. It's, it's time for time. Thanks, Chris. The folks over at Tough Times Spice Company realize that it's a tough time for a lot of American families. During these tough times, we think it's a great time to get together with your family and make a great meal at home. And in order to make a great meal at home, we recommend you use Tough Time Spices. There's none better to make a normal meal taste amazing. We would also like to remind our customers that during these tough times, Tough Time Spice Company will be donating 10% of all proceeds to food banks around the country. back and back we are and that was that was a good sponsor yeah that was a good great one yeah that was i'll tell you that one sounded like they had a good time yeah yeah (laughs) so the movie chris had to watch was 2016's yoga hosers and it's a Kevin Smith movie. And yes. according to Google, two teenage yoga enthusiasts team up with a legendary manhunter to battle with an ancient evil presence that is threatening their major their major party plans. Uh huh. So take it away, Chris. I'll, I'll let you. I can. I really, honestly, I got that they were doing yoga in it. Yeah. I, I just got it now. They're like, oh yeah, the movie's called Yoga Hosers. Like that's right. part of it. I didn't really get that was like part of the thing. Right. Uh, Do you know where that kind of idea came from? Didn't it come from one of Kevin Smith's thousand podcasts? Yeah, it was doing that. He had this thing. He doesn't really record this show anymore. His original Smodcast was Scott Mosier. Right, right. And they used to do this bit where it was called Scam BC. Where it's uh-huh. a tw- it's a Twitter feed that just reports on like ongoing crimes in British Columbia. Okay, but it's it's funny because a lot of them are very like low stakes and stupid. Uh, okay, yeah. So like one was like I think it was like yoga instructor won't come out of his house <laughs> like that. That's fine. So like they were joking like the cops are outside yelling get out of here you yoga hosers. And, and that's what spawned this yep. thing that I watched. Yep. All right. Here we go. Okay. So. Uh, this is a movie. I. I'm gonna start out with. Two questions and a statement. Okay. What was 
What was this? Did they even? <laughs> I... Are you okay? okay. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> I'm, I'm even having trouble deciphering. Okay, so what was this? Do, do you think they even had fun making this? And just because you talk about it enough, do you have to make it into a movie? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's three questions. Right. Can you, I think, can you answer I think, me to those? I think, well, like I said, it was, well, going back to Smodcast when they created Tusk, which was a horror movie. Which I like. Yeah, which you kind of like. I think what happened was is he really enjoyed working with his daughter. Because remember, they were in Tusk. They had the small scene in Tusk. There's two no, characters. I don't remember that. So when Justin Long is looking for the house in Tusk, he stops at a Canadian convenience store, and it's basically their right. convenience store. So I think he he made Tusk and enjoyed working with his daughter, and he kind of liked the idea of her being in a convenience store because it went back to being clerks. And then he came up with this idea right. to do a trilogy about like a trilogy of Canadian movies. So it's true. Next one, yeah, which I, I don't think is he's going to finish. I don't because I know there was plans for a third. Right. Um, but I don't think that's happening. Okay. But so, um, I think they had fun filming it. Okay. And what was the third question? I didn't have fun watching. Okay. Right. Yeah, I I can see I can see it's definitely if you're not really a huge Kevin Smith fan. I. I am up into Clerks too, right? And I—it's weird. I—I I, I know Tusk is a Kevin Smith movie, but it doesn't feel like it. Okay. So I, guess, I mean, so kind of like Red State, probably too is. And it's weird because I like that movie too, but it's like I, I. Yeah, I have to consider it a Kevin Smith movie, but it doesn't. It's like outside of Kevin Smith movies, right? So I, I like Red State. I do. I like. I would put Red State Tusk. They're like his horror movie. So I, I kind of like. I liked his horror movies. I, I don't know what the fuck this was. This was like his goofy horror movie, I guess. Well, I think this was his first ever PG-13 movie. I think he was yeah. kind of going for something more for younger kids. Like, I guess, you know, kids the age of his daughter. How old is his daughter in this movie? Well, I think they're supposed to be like 15, 16. I think she's yeah. like 19 or something now. Okay. It's very obvious whose daughter is whose in this movie. Yeah. 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 Um, so... Opening song, very cringy. I did yeah. not like it. Um, I did not need to see Kevin Smith's daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter rocking out. Um, I hate. I really hated that. Yeah, a, a lot. I did, I really don't like songs in movies. I think. Um, I I guess I, I, I there's some things that I like. Some some movies I like that have it, but I guess I'm just super picky about it. Um, right. There's they did 
some stuff in this that I like in Kevin Smith movies. I guess it's people's reactions in the background. Um, I noticed okay. some of that in this in this movie. Um, I, right. I guess I'm a fan of. Have you like ever noticed that? A fan of what? I missed that last like, part of that um, There's people like doing shit or reacting to things in the background. Right. Like yeah, I guess you know, you're talking about the scene at the burger place when they're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. they're talking about periods or something, and there's a yeah. guy like eating fries. Ketchup, like he yeah. does that a lot in movies, and I don't know. I find that to be yeah. like really funny. Yeah. Um, I was a fan of that. Um, I, I I like Tony Hale in it. He was really good. Yeah. I like Tony Hale a lot as an actor. Yeah. Um, I, I like the fact that they brought back uh, Guy Lapont, uh, Johnny Gil Point. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Um, I gotta tell you, I had a hard time paying attention to this movie. That's fair. Because I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah, I had a feeling. I mean, I'm a Kevin Smith fan. Right. And, and like, I I support him in pretty much everything he does. I think, yeah, I think he's a a positive good for this world. But even I don't necessarily love this movie. Right. Especially, and I, like, I understand. And and I even like the Ralph Garman guy who plays like the main villain. Yeah, but like even like that last act is stretched out way too much. Yeah, his impressions. Um, what the fuck? He also looked like a poor man's Will uh, Will Farrell. Yeah, I mean he's really good at impressions, and he does it because to have that podcast Hollywood Babylon. Oh, okay, that's that guy. But it really wasn't, like, the right place for right. all these impressions. Yeah, um, when I was writing my notes, I kind of mm. didn't know what to write, so I kind of just wrote a brief synopsis of the movie. Uh, um, okay. I'm not going to read it, because it's, it's just, like, stream of consciousness sentences. Okay. Uh, that make you no... Know, um, some cool things that some I guess they're things that I liked about. Uh, um, Kevin Conroy was in it. Do you know who that is? The Batman voice guy. Yes. I was stoked about that. Mm-hmm. Very happy about um, the music in, in it. Did you know any of the music that was used? I don't really remember. So, so they there was a scene where they're like looking at like a little bear or something in their school and they played some of the music from Halloween. Okay. That I thought was cool. They played um now it's in the shining. They played the music from the shining. Okay. But here's a little factoid I'll throw at you. Did you gotcha. catch it? I caught it. I didn't see you catch it. You got it. I caught it. All right. Yeah. So it's called um that piece of music is Called where is it? Uh, Die. I'm probably butchered. Dies Airy by Thomas of Salino. Um, he's an Italian monk or some shit like that. Also okay. butchering the history of this, but it's like a Gregorian piece of music or or like a chant of some kind that okay. they put music to, and it's been in like a lot of like. It's like a type of music, or they put right. music to it, and it's been a lot of things. But that they put the music in The Shining, and 
right. people just call it the shiny music like I do. Gotcha. But I found that interesting because they use that in the movie a lot. Did you know that? I don't really remember that, but I'm going to take your word for it. Did you see this before you saw The Shining? Um, I believe I did. Oh. Because I, I, because I, because actually, I went to go see this movie with uh, one of our only listeners, Ken. We went to, like, it was a special thing at uh, the Stony Brook Movie Theater. It was one of those, like, Fathom events. Right. I think you asked me to go to this, and yeah. I'm like, no. Yeah, there was, like, <laughs> maybe six of us in the whole theater. Wow. And they were supposed to play, as part of it, like, a Q&A. Uh-huh. Of, like, after the movie that, like, they filmed, like, Kevin Smith, like, at a screening. Uh-huh. And, um... It didn't work. They didn't have it. They just played the movie, (laughs) and everyone was sitting around waiting for the Q&A to start, and Uh nothing happened. And then, like, five minutes, one of the employees in the movie theater came in and said, the Q&A is not working. The movie's over. (laughs) (laughs) And then they gave us all passes for a free movie. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Did you ever go see another movie now? I feel like I used it. I don't remember. That was the story. It was the Lowe's Theater. It was, no, it was the Lowe's movie theater. I mean, we... I guess we stopped going there once we found the one around Konkuma that had the recliners. The sweet-ass seats, yeah. yeah. No, the, the the theater in Stony Brook kind of smelled like dog piss. A little. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of that one. That was one, too, That because that was built in the 90s, and that had that very 90s movie theater look inside. Yeah, sure. And the, they never updated it. They did not, no. All right, so that, that's enough about Long Island geography and movie theaters. Uh, so the big thing about this movie, there are Broxies. Broxies. Played by Kevin Smith. Those were Kevin Smith. Yeah. Those were Kevin, okay. Uh, I did enjoy, they were, they kept saying like, hello in German. I think yeah. that's all they said. The evil German guy's name was Arcane or, uh, Andronicus, I think his name was. Okay. Um, Could have been. What? I didn't, honestly, I like, not that I checked, but this movie like made me hate it so much that I like was paying attention to the corners of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I was... You like trying was to focusing, get away from it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was focusing can. on chairs and shit. Like, I, I didn't care. Right. <laughs> like, I don't... Like, when I was watching some of it with Ness, and she's like, I hate this movie. I'm gonna go do work. Yeah. Yeah, it's not... Like I said, there's some okay elements, like you said, the you know the background stuff. There's some funny jokes. Tony Hale's good. Yeah, I liked him. Um, Justin Long, I didn't really care for as the no. yoga instructor. Yeah, um, yeah. And Gila Point was okay. I thought he was better in Tusk. Yeah, for sure. But um, a little factoid about the um, the Bratsy thing. Uh huh. It was supposed to be Jason Mewes. Oh, really? Who was Debrazzi, but he couldn't keep, he, like, freaked out when they were trying to fit him on with the, the 
the makeup. Uh huh. Because I guess part of it, like, you have to, like, completely get your face covered. Yeah. And he was getting claustrophobic when doing it, and he couldn't do oh, really? it. So then Kevin Smith stepped in and... Oh, really? Yeah. I liked his little cameo in it, like, where his uh, guy, Guy Lapointe, Lapointe, Lapointe whatever, like, yeah. loved his book or whatever. It's like, it's my Bible, man. Yeah. He was the cop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I think... Was what? Uh, where they filled with hay? Uh, I don't know. It was some kind of really bad like CGI. I thought it was just supposed to be like yellow goo. It it was hay. Honestly, it, it looked, looked like, like one of our sponsors, Gary No Glitter. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I know that, but I know that. Right. Yeah. It looked a little. Yeah. It didn't look good. It looked bad. Like, um, like they didn't have enough money to make it look good. Right. Which I don't think they did. I think he was very low budget. Yeah. Um, I'm checking over my notes. Uh, oh, yeah. If this was Stan Lee's last movie, I would have gone yeah. insane. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't. But Yeah. Yeah. I think people would have found Kevin Smith and fucking murdered him yeah. with they an upside-down crucifix. They probably would have said, oh, no, it's not his last movie. It's uh, the one. It's the last Marvel movie he was in. Yeah. And that right. doesn't count. They would have digitally put him in, like, another Marvel movie and said, no, yeah. no, no, that's him. <laughs> um, I'm looking over my synopsis. Um, why? I, so there were Nazis in Canada, maybe? Apparently, I guess that's the the lore that after you know Nazi Germany fell, some went to Canada to get away. Okay. And, All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't know, man. Like I said, so, it was. Uh, it, I mean, it it kind of sucks because I would I thought the third movie in the trilogy because he he was gonna do Moose Jaws. Yeah, that that I remember you telling me about that, and I said, "All right, that sounds actually kind of neat." Right, but I don't it's think like, that's it's not a, a Christmas movie. No, he was gonna do a Krampus movie, which is right. basically like the Evil Santa, uh-huh. which he, he they came up with on another podcast. He did right, right. Yeah, he's got to stop doing that. Yeah, I think. but then Krampus came out. You know, they made a movie called Krampus with Adam Scott. Uh-huh. I think was in it. Yeah, which did was you basically see that? no. I haven't seen it. It's actually pretty good. I mean, like, it's not, it's like a fun movie. Right. But, um, yes, yeah, so since he's went on to do the Jane Silent Bob reboot, mm-hmm. and I think he's just finished writing the Mallrats sequel. Oh, God. So I think he's on to other things. So, what, what sequel is he gonna, is it doing a Yoga Hosers 2? No, I don't, I, like I said, I don't think he's going back to the True North. Does he only do sequels now? Um, I guess. I mean, he just does whatever he... Kevin Smith? Smith. Yeah, for his own movies, he's just going to go back to his old stuff. But I mean, like, he's working on... um, He did a Masters of the Universe show, an animated show for Netflix. Oh, really? He-Man and, you know, those guys. Skeletor, yeah. Yeah, that's coming out. I think he said sometimes ne- next year. Like they, he wrote them all, and <laughs> mm-hmm. 
directed him. And then, like, he's been doing a lot of TV directing. Like, he did Supergirl, The Flash. He did uh, The Goldbergs. Yeah, all good. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I still find him entertaining. I think he's, he just seems like he's a very genuine person. And he just loves what he does. And he's, I don't know. He Do seems to be nice. right now other than my talking? No. Like, my, my heater went on or something? No, don't hear. Okay, that, you hear that? Ooh, spooky, scary noise. Ooh, I mean, I don't, I don't think I have anything else. Uh, honestly, if you take from this that the shining music is from Thomas of Solano, that's all I care about. Gotcha. Oh, wait, one thing no, I do maybe something else. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kevin Conroy's fucking badass. Right, yeah. I was going to say, the one thing, I, the little nod that I like that you would care zero about All right. was um, when they're being held hostage, like, down below. Uh-huh. And Kevin oh, Smith's daughter. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Kevin Smith's daughter is the T-shirt she's wearing. It says uh-huh. Henderson, something about Henderson saves the day or something like that. Yeah. That's um, a reference to the 1972 Canada Cup where Paul Henderson won the Scored the winning goal against the Russians. I, know, I just enjoyed that for, for hockey reasons. Right. It's a very it's a very Canadian thing. Like every person in Canada knows who Paul Henderson is. Mm-hmm. All right, you were gonna say the what was the goalie monster? Oh, the goalie golem. Yeah. Um. It. What? did it look like it from what i remember it kind of looked like the dog was it the dogs from ghostbusters like the gargoyles it was worse it it looked like a the it looked like um a like a costume the kids in bob's burgers would make <laughs> oh man almost kind of like the um the remember the gum man yeah yeah, or meat, yeah. Or meat Man or whatever for the like the stop action movie they were gonna make. Meat. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it it looked it looks so poor, poorly done. Like yeah, I I just I don't think it needed to be made. And that was made by Robert Kurtzman, who's like a big time. Like special effects guy, like he did the walrus thing for Tusk. Like he yeah, that was better. He worked a lot with Kevin Smith, and I'm pretty sure he's done other fairly big things. I'm guessing there wasn't enough money to make it look good. Probably not. But uh, I was just gonna say, I thought the Jane Silent Bob reboot was better. I'm not gonna make you watch it for the podcast. I I, I do have a more interest. I have more interest in watching that because. I do like Jane and Bob a whole lot. Yeah, and I think there's definitely parts you're gonna be like, "Oh, come on, really?" Yeah, but there's still Jason like a Muse's nose um, is uh, eye-catching, though. Yeah, but there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good jokes in there. I, I I do intend on watching that. But don't get me wrong; there are Kevin Smith nonsense moments. Yeah. What, what do you think's the best? The best. Kevin Smith movie. 
Like, not not your favorite, but best. I was actually thinking about this the other day. I would maybe say Clerks 2. Really? I think it's the perfect combination of, like, comedy, but, like, legitimate, like, kind of heartfelt moments. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's a fair point. I think I I think it's better. I mean, for a while, my favorite was always Mallrats. I just mm-hmm. enjoyed Mallrats, but like, yeah, I remember you saying that. But I don't know. I think Clerks Two is, and I know some people probably say Chasing Amy, but I'm not a huge Chasing Amy that's fan. That's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. But you might be right with Clerk uh, Clerks Two. I really yeah. do like Chasing Amy, though. That is, I think probably. I don't know. It might be his best movie, technically, but mm-hmm. I think in terms of for fans, like technically his best movie, but I think in terms of fans, like for his fans, I think I think Clerks 2 might be his best. Mm-hmm. My favorite, I think, might be Clerks. The original Clerks? Yeah. Gonna yeah. break my crazy I- neck on this ladder. <laughs> and I think... Uh... Dogma sometimes gets a little overlooked. Dogma gets definitely that's definitely overlooked. I think that might actually been the first uh, the first movie I saw of his. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because a lot of his movies have shown up on streaming, like Mallrats and Clerks and mm-hmm. Chainsaw Bob Strike Back. Mm-hmm. But like, um, Dogma is like only available on DVD. Like it's yeah, for whatever reason you really don't see it anywhere. Whoever owns the movie, like the distribution rights, like mm-hmm. it's only on Blu-ray or DVD. Yeah, like it's very I, rarely streaming. I wonder why. Because all like the religious elements, like it bothers people know. still. I don't know. I think there's something. He, I remember him saying something. It has something to do with whoever owns it. Mm-hmm. Like they did like a deal with another um, movie production company, I guess, or mm-hmm. distribute uh, distributor. So it like doesn't have the same. I guess availability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do love Dogma a whole lot. Yeah. Well, I guess that's. Yeah, that's about it. I think. And I guess um, we'll just do a quick I mention. I didn't of our, like it. I didn't like that movie too. And I didn't really like mine, but. I think I hated mine more than you disliked yours. That's yeah, probably. Yeah, I could I could sense that, um, but. For our next episode, which hopefully is going to be a lot sooner than three years, I would assume. I think it might be. Hopefully, maybe next weekend. Yeah, that, that's what I'm going to shoot for you. Um, so my pick for next time is Florida Project. Uh, okay. It came out in 2017-ish, around there. Um, that's a really not good a movie. Billboard, right? No, that's three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Okay. Yeah, does does that have Sam Rockwell in it? No, that does. That has Sam Rockwell. Okay, that was okay. Florida Project is about the motel outside of Disney, down in Orlando. Okay. And about the people who live. It's like a welfare kind of motel, and it's That's run funny. by Willem Dafoe. It's not the funniest movie. It's a little sad, but it's it might be one of my favorite movies in the past five years. Really? I have seen this movie now close to at least five times. 
I've seen the fanatic about that many times. And I don't know what it is. It's not like I said. It's not. It's not uplifting. Uh huh. Or but it's just something about that movie I really enjoy. Okay. Yeah. Are you your pick? Okay. Yeah. I'm done. Um, I don't think you've seen this. I was gonna pick a movie. This is what we what you thought it was gonna be. Um, right. I'm gonna go with Lost Highway. The David Lynch uh, vehicle motion picture. Okay, and that I, I do. Sent to you I do own that. Yeah, have you I seen it? it? I have not. I'm looking at the DVD right now. I'm You're gonna watch that. You're going to okay. watch that because I've, I I've that. been waiting for you to see that because that, I think, might be my favorite David Lynch movie. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah. So you're, you're going to make me actually put a DVD into my PlayStation. You're, you're going to have to walk over two feet, maybe even lean, because I think you can lean to it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might. Can you lean to get it or do you have to actually get up? I would have to get up. It's too far away. Um, sorry. The troubles we have in life. I'm looking at it right now. It's underneath. It's in a pile of four cases. Is it open? It's Yeah, I believe I opened it. Yeah, I think that might be my favorite of his. It's weird because it's definitely weird. But if you break it down, I think it might be the break most straightforward. Break it down. <laughs> yeah. I think. If you break it down, yeah, um, it might be the most straight-ahead David Lynch movie. Okay, but you re- like you really need to break it down. Yeah, break it down. Yeah, I can't do it without saying that. Degeneration X. Oh, that's what we were doing. I was thinking Fred Durst. Yeah, that also works. Xbox. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm excited for you to watch that because there, there's it's really weird that movie, okay. but again, it's great. And where's mine at? Is it on Netflix or? It's definitely on Netflix. It's recently added to Netflix. Um, for, I'm pretty sure it's still on Prime. Okay. Also, do you have? Um, is your TV 4K? No. Okay. Is yours? It is, but it's a it's a very cheap 4K. Well, you're it's a cheap 4K. Because I know uh, Amazon had the um, UHD, the 4K version of it. Mm-hmm. So it's slightly better quality. Ooh, look at you, yeah. Mr. 4K. Ooh. But I did notice it was recently added to Netflix. So okay, so I'm watching the Mindy Project. Correct. <laughs> right, how many episodes? Uh, this is episode nine. No, the Mindy. Oh, I have no idea. Oh, you have to watch all of them. All of the Mindy project. Oh, maybe one hundred episodes. <laughs> if you actually do that, it's a long way for a joke. <laughs> Gone further. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, so I guess uh, that's it for episode yeah. nine of You Should Watch, the the return. You Should Watch Strikes Back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like I said, hopefully we're back next week 
for episode 10. We'll finally, finally made it to double digits. Yeah. It only <laughs> took us three years to get to 10 episodes. Yeah. Because of uh, coronavirus. Yeah, coronavirus. Should be crazy. All right. All right. So, until next time. Till next time.